<laughs> I, tell, I was gonna, you know what? I was just gonna think of something incredibly inappropriate to say there for no reason. So. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to Southern Podcast. Sapnin! Sapnin! You are listening to episode 138 of Sapnin Podcast with myself, Sean Smith, and my good friend, former rapper, Mo Dick, aka Morgan Richards. Yes, it's me, Morgan Richards, but Sean. Former rapper. My question to you is. Ah, uh, no. Yes, don't I do feel you amazing. feel amazing? Uh, no, I've just, no, I've just said it. I said it before you said it, so fuck off. No. <laughs> I, yes, I feel amazing. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> About this podcast? Because our guest, he's so good, it makes you want to scream. Oh, for fuck's sake. I'm sorry. I'm so <laughs> sorry to any Trashboard fans for Morgan jamming in those terrible puns. Um, I promise you, when I see him in the flesh, I will put him in headlock. Are you trying to say my puns are bad entertainment? Oh. <laughs> anyway, this is um, episode 138 the final episode of Sapping <laughs> Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. And yes, this week's guest is the lovely, hench, buff-looking Toby Duncan of Trashboard fame. Yes, what a dude, what a human Toby Duncan is. Trashboat are far from strangers to anybody listening to this. Truly one of Britain's most unpredictable alternative bands for me in recent years they've always pushing the envelope always campaigning for social change with important lyrics and they're taking that one step further now with the release of their third studio album don't you feel amazing on august the 13th 2021 through hopeless records toby has done various things with us in the past but we wanted to invite him on for his own dedicated episode to dissect a lot of thoughts feelings and secrets we just saw them perform live at download pilot a couple of weeks ago and sean was very impressed with how much of a powerhouse toby has grown into yes yes fantastic front man um they did a linkin park cover which we were in the pit for which was awesome yeah um he told us before and he was wearing a bulletproof vest I didn't think it'd be just a bulletproof vest (laughs) and then um he was wearing some massive arms and some massive shoulders as well, which I think might be, which I think might be is fair play. They were fantastic at download, killing it. I love the new kind of not direction, but the fact that they've they're out of a genre. They're just trying whatever they like. 
and that's fucking awesome. I'm loving the new songs. And yeah, it was just amazing to um, speak to him about everything from his, his rugby accident. Um, I didn't really know much about his knee problems until we started yeah, looking into Toby for the podcast. So yeah, we talk about um, his rugby accident, hedonism, addiction, pride. We talk about everything. It's, and it's, it's such an awesome chat. And um, yeah, congratulations to the other guys in Trashport for the latest songs and super psyched for the album, which he sent me, which I don't know if I'm allowed to say, but I have said, <laughs> and it is awesome. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, I'm so excited for everyone to hear this album now and the direction they're going on and everything. And as you mentioned, he opens up on everything from the records in motion and undertones to working with our good friend, Jason Perry of A, living with a severe disability, eliminating sexuality as a taboo subject, his roots in hardcore vocal training, and due to a complete brain fart on my end, he gets another secret <laughs> guest to drop in as well. Yes, he does. <laughs> oh, that was funny. That was funny. Um, yes, if you are listening to this podcast for the first time, sorry about our accents. We can't help it. It's it's because of the area we were brought up in. Check out at Pod on Twitter and Instagram at S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D. That's at S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D on Twitter and Instagram. Also, if you'd like to support us, check out patreon.com forward slash sapling. That's patreon.com forward slash sapling. You can become part of our amazing community and get a lot of treats and things back for your support because uh, me and Morgan are the only two people involved in this podcast, in the Correct. making of this podcast. Yep. So uh, all of your support really does help and it helps keep us doing this because we've been doing it for 138 weeks which is mental in a row we haven't missed one without fail nope but we are an award nominated podcast now we are we are obviously the 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 voting closed wednesday but it's in the hands of god now i guess so if we don't win if we don't win it proves there's no god wow that's a good that's a good point that's a good point. I'll take you on that. But yeah, as you mentioned, on our Patreon, there's loads of extra bonuses. And just to let you know, there's even an extra conversation with Toby Duncan live backstage at Download Pilot 2021 yes. over there for you to check out. And we just put out a bonus podcast on our Patreon with Alex from Malevolence as well. So go and check it out. If you want some more bonus content for us and help us make these podcasts each and every week and a bit of exclusive content that no one else can hear apart from our wonderful Patreon. So that's patreon.com forward slash sapnin. But speaking of wonderful people, I think we should just get straight into this heartwarming, emotional and hilarious conversation with the legend that is Toby Duncan of Trashboat. Let's do that. Sapnin! Sapnin! Quality. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Sapnin! Sapnin! Sapnin line! Whee! Yes! This week's, Let's go. Yeah, this week's guest is singer and apparently sometimes a scouser. <laughs> <laughs> Toby Duncan of the Mighty Trashboard. Yes. How are you, brother? The Mighty. I love that. The Mighty. Mm-hmm. I'd like yes. to be referred to as The Mighty from now on. Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, just finished a, a, a hard day's grind sitting in this chair. And yeah, fucking just keen, man. I don't know, I don't know what to expect. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. No, but it's always a pleasure to see you, man. Obviously, we just uh, had the pleasure of talking to you at Download Pilot a few weeks ago that we uh, put something up on our Patreon. But like kind of reflecting on playing a, a gig again for the first time in like almost two years. How has it been just thinking about that time, getting back on the stage and then going back to this weird normal life kind of And also, what a, f- what a fucking gig before you start. What a fucking show. Me and Morgan were in the right, pit yeah. for the link for the Linkin Park bit. Me and Morgan were in the circle pit. Mm. Fact. <laughs> it was it was an extremely tight show. Um, it, it felt, it is a shame, like you say, it, it's a it's a lot of build up and a lot of preparation for one show just to kind of go back to, um, you know, how it's been, uh, which obviously it sucks, but that was one of the most needed weekends of my entire life and particularly of the last two years. And I don't even care that I, I didn't get COVID, but I got so ill after that festival. I got like the worst bout of tonsillitis <laughs> I have wow. ever had in my life. Um, and it was it was like th- came in three stages. So like one side got infected, and then the other side got infected, and there was like a crossover period where both sides were infected. What? And then this right side kind of like traveled up, and it was dude, it was so weird. I thought I was dying. I straight up woke up one morning and I called like an emergency number because I actually thought I was dying because you know like your uvula that hangs at the back of your throat. I woke up one morning and. It looked like new skin had just grown on it and like attached itself to the side of my throat. It's like half my throat was just blocked with this new patch of skin that was like a couple centimeters squared. And I was just shining a light on it and poking it with a cotton bud just being like, like, is my throat going to close up? I don't get it. Like, what, what is this like growth, this tumor? Um, And I'd been to see a doctor the day before and it wasn't there. So it had happened overnight. And I was like, how fast is this fucking thing growing? Um, 
and I immediately booked another an appointment with a, with a doctor because I was like, what's going on? Am I going to die? And apparently, uh, like, there was a swelling on the roof of my mouth at the back of my throat where apparently there's this flap of skin that goes, like, against the roof of your mouth usually, but it had been pushed down like that. So it looked like it was connected and like blocking my throat oh but it was just it was just a really really intense swelling and obviously i was happy that i wasn't dying but yeah. at the same time i was like antibiotics please because gross <laughs> and yeah. I'm, I've, I've been ill for like the last 10 days and it's not getting better and there's just new things happening in my throat every day but i feel great now so i'm good well like yeah that's a weird aftermath from a festival gig i don't don't know what to say to that yeah, yeah, it rocked me for like two weeks straight. Like hundred yeah. percent. Like absolutely was just bedridden and couldn't do anything. Have we heard at all if anybody's come away from download with COVID yet? One of my uh, the, the guests that I bought did. <gasps> did they? Yeah. We and were in that bloody guest area. He was there. The, the, I honestly I deserve to get COVID. I partied so hard for that one night and I was I was just a very, very naughty boy. And I wasn't, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like I deserved yeah. to get COVID uh, and I got tonsillitis instead. But my mate who I brought literally came for like two hours and hung out and didn't like do anything mad and got COVID. He must've got it on like the train up there or something. Mm. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, wow. bonkers. Yeah. Bonkers. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, let's go, let's go back a bit um, because... I was reading your um, Quran cover feature. Congratulations. Um, uh, thoroughly deserved. And um, yeah, I'm going to do something that Quran has done to us where they've um, they just took something that we did and used it as their own. <laughs> so yeah, no, I was, I, I was reading about your, um, yeah, your rugby injury. Mm. And um, yeah, I didn't know. I, I, I had fucking no idea whatsoever prior to reading this. And yeah, I didn't realize that you even struggle with movement in your leg at uh, you know at some point because yeah, yeah, when, yeah when i saw you on i was telling morgan earlier when i saw you on stage in download you hmm. are just a vision of power so uh, <laughs> oh, thank you man thank you so, well, so that, yeah could, could yeah can you tell us about that yeah. well, that vision of power is all all over compensation because of how weak i generally feel in a, a, a on a day-to-day basis i but like it's not that I want to ignore it and it's not that I want to kind of put it out of sight, out of mind. It's just that it's been like 10 years and even though it's degenerative and it's getting worse and worse, I've already come to terms with the worst case scenario of it. And after after 10 years of, you know, my family constantly asking like, oh, how's your knee? How's that? And the, the answer never changes. It's like it's horrible and it's getting worse. Like it, it's not really ever something that has that many silver linings or like a positive outlook in the future. So I try to just keep it not as a talking point. I don't want that to be how yeah, people yeah, yeah. see me. Yeah. I don't want them to be like, oh, that's the guy with the busted knee who just constantly moans about it. Well, um, I did, yeah, this is the thing. Like I had no fucking mm, idea. So yeah, same. yeah if, if this is a thing that all Trashboard fans 100% know, we don't have to touch on it. But I just genuinely, <laughs> oh, no, for no, me, no. I mean, I was, it's, yeah, yeah, it's been sort of cryptically slid into my songwriting and my lyrics. Obviously, it's been a it's been a source of a, a whole range of emotions um, across my entire young adult life, and therefore prompted a lot of songwriting for sure. It was definitely some fuel. Um, I didn't like sort of hit the nail on the head too hard uh, at any point, but yeah, I mean, it's it, there's there's no way around it. It's it's savage. Like it's really bad. It started when I was fifteen. 
Um, and it was just complication after complication after complication, six surgeries. They guess a staph infection. I've never actually been told what happened. Like, there's never been any kind of like, this is definitely what happened. They're like, well, it could be this, it could be this, it could be this, but it doesn't really matter because the bottom line is your knee is absolutely shredded and rotten and it's got nothing left in it and it's only ever going to get worse. It's never going to get better. At some point when you can't bear it anymore, you're going to need to get a knee replacement. Um, But unfortunately, knee replacements in young people, they're not all that um, because you may or may not have had some sort of infection. Uh, Whenever you do choose to roll the dice for a knee replacement, it could end up having crazy complications. It could spread. It could it could kill me, you know, Um, and they were like, honestly, if you wanted to just supersede all of this and just get back to a moderate degree of functionality and be relatively pain free, just get rid of it. Just amputate it above the knee. That's literally the easiest option Um, because. there's no knee there'll be much less pain i mean you still get like phantom pain and it's not a a totally clean procedure but they did say they were like that's your simplest option is to just get rid of it um so what i decided to do is just stay as i am like i I've, i've learned to live with it uh even though it is like a pretty solid disability um i've i've shaped my life around it Um, and yeah, once it gets unbearable, once I can't stand up or once I can't conduct my day-to-day life or do trash boat stuff or whatever, then I'll give them a call and, and and we'll sort it out. Um, but until that day, it just, it just hurts all the time and, um, has various like restrictions on how far I can walk, what I can do. And it's very prevalent. It's, it's not something that um, varies day to day it's like always bad or worse really and that's why you know like it's it's a rough conversation to have because it's like you can feel the energy in the room just going yeah, mm. yeah. because yeah. it's like this is horrible and i have to deal <laughs> with it every day and it doesn't ever really get better it's just constantly bad and everyone's like oh okay and there's nothing anyone <laughs> yeah. can oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. oh well sorry about that anyway yeah, like what's your favorite cake that is literally it no but but I appreciate you opening up and talking about yeah. that, man, because like as Sean mentioned, well, I had no idea about it either. And I've seen you guys live dozens of times and wouldn't have even thought with the way you walk about on stage that something like that would be would be something you're going through. So, yeah, it, mm. it, it, it must be hard as well trying to give a really a live performance, an energetic live performance and be in that ping at the same time. Well, that's one of my... I mean, obviously, there's a, a wide variety of things where it does like really get to me in a pretty big way. When I'm on stage, I basically just use my good leg. Like I'm constantly bouncing around on my good leg and, and my bad leg is kind of just like there for as like a kickstand almost. If I'm moving around, it's on my good leg. If I had two good legs, I'd be like Eddie Veddering my way around the stage, <laughs> climbing stuff, jumping. Like I, I, I would really truly be going for it. And yeah, I mean, when I was younger, I like hit the hardcore scene really fucking hard when I was mm. like 15, 16. Um, and obviously, like, you know, I, I loved being in pits. I loved cutting shapes. I loved stage diving and I loved going absolutely mental. And the fact that I can't do that anymore and the fact that I can't live out on stage the best idea that I have for myself in terms of my performance, it hurts. And, it, you know, it it's, feels like I'm something that I'm missing out on. But at the same time, 
I'm not going to bring that on stage with me. Yeah. Because, like, I'd rather just kick off to the best of my ability and then hope everyone else does the same and then it's it, it just is what it is. Nice. Well, what, um, yeah, when, when you said you got into hardcore, what bands did you get into? See, b- back when I, it was the Purgatory Records scene. Like, nice. so th- that was... Will prevail. Oh, my God, Brutality Will Prevail was just so good. <laughs> was just so good. I, and you know what? When I first, um, one of my friends was gassing that band up and I listened to them and I was like, mm. like, it's okay, it's cool, it's a bit sludgy, it's a bit doomy. And then I saw them live and my life changed forever. Like, ah, uh, he whips out. What is it? How, how OG? You know what? If, are we doing this? <laughs> oh, are we, go. are we right doing down. this? Hold oh, on. A, let's have a purgatory <laughs> off then, is it? Right, let's have a rare ass purgatory t-shirt. I'm in Jay's room, so. I love how, I love how this has just become a search for merch all of a sudden. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's this? So, oh, I've got the headset on, so I can't put it on, but first generation... Oh freaking G <laughs> Brutality will prevail bubble hat. Yes, sir. I actually Do you remember that you know the best shirt they ever did was that Chanel rip with um I think I can't remember who it was. It was someone on the on the front and it had like the Chanel logo on it. That was so tight. Yeah, they did a good one with Rude Dog and the Dweebs. Did you ever see Rude yeah, Dog and the did. Dweebs again? Yeah, their, that was cool. Their merch drops were honestly so hot at the time. Like when they did that Ralph oh, they were, Lauren yeah, they were tea, they yeah. would sell out like immediately. And then they'd be on eBay and for a couple hundred quid. Yeah. Um, yep. Well, I, my father is kind of like best friends with uh, AJ, the singer's mother. Mandy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I've just said I've just said AJ's mum's name on the uh, on the podcast. <laughs> oh, Mandy. Mandy. Oh, yeah, big fan a- of Mandy. AJ. You know what? I, I have like enough respect for AJ because. He was in BWP, BWP with the Kings of the Hardcore scene. Like anywhere they go, you'd get a few hundred kids showing up and it was going to be a huge show. And then literally out of nowhere, he was just like, I'm not on it anymore. I want to settle down, have a family. I don't want to be in a hardcore band. And it was just, it was obviously it was a bummer for, for us because we were like, oh, favorite band ever, vocalist disappears. But I was like, yeah, fair if, you, if you're not on it. I mean, I don't know the full story. That's like my hunch from like one conversation I had with him, but still. And now he's too busy doing wheelies down hills. He loves his dirt <laughs> bikes, doesn't he? he he's does, sick yeah. at it. He, um, yeah, I remember when he started, right? When he started in music, he was in a ska band playing bass, right? Obviously. And I was shouting in my band, The Blackout, and he told me there's no place for yelling in music, right? <laughs> and, and I was straight edge at the time, and he was the pissed up scar bassist, right? And he said, you can't be enjoying yourself if you're not having a drink. And I was like, so there's no place for screaming. And all right, cool. As long as you don't go on to front of straight edge. Oh, Literally a different human being within a couple exactly of years. That, you bastard. <laughs> oh, the yeah. most edge guy. Wow. <laughs> yeah, hell of a boy. Good band. Yeah, incredible band. And their live performance was always insane. The crowd always brought it. And on Purgatory Records, like Breaking Point, More Than Life, Basement started out there. Mm. Um, They just had such a sick array of bands and would always play incredible shows. So was like the hardcore scene the like gateway for alternative music for you or...? No, the the gateway, I mean, my brother, my oldest brother, who's 15 years my senior, so he's like 42, 43 years old now, um, he always used to drive me around and, and pick me up from school and whatnot, and he'd be smashing like Metallica, 
Pantera, System of a Down, Muse, all of like the the monster like alternative rock bands. Um, and that's that's where it all started. Like I basically just wanted to be him. I thought he was the coolest guy in the world. He played guitar. His music taste was sick. And I just copied him basically. Um, and then from there, when I sort of started finding my own stuff, Bring Me the Horizon was like the first band when they released Count Your Blessings. That was like the first one of the first CDs I ever bought. Um, and then from there, I just got like really deep. If it, if it had a disgustingly heavy breakdown, <laughs> I was all over it. Like Whitechapel, Khan Effects, Job for a Cowboy. Okay. Um, like really, really, like I was just that kid that was just super edgy, just like the heavier, the better. Lamb of God as well. Oh my God, Lamb of God, one of the fucking best bands ever. And then from there, I started to branch out to more kind of like post hardcore stuff, like A Day to Remember, Four Years Strong. Those were some of the first shows that I ever went to. Um, and whilst I was in that sort of phase, I met a group of friends who were pretty deep into like the SAHC and, and London hardcore scenes. And it just suited me down to a T. I was like, yep, I love this too. This is sick. Cause the shows were just always happening and they were in accessible venues and it was cheap and it was like 300 to 500 kids just kicking the shit out of each other. And it was just an, en- an energy that I became addicted to really quickly. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, it's easily done. Isn't it? Like <laughs> yeah. I think like when I went to my first one, I think it was probably somewhere like Newport TJ's, and yeah, just you turn up. There's a lot of fellas in hats and uh, cargo shorts, and you're like, "Oh, this looks mad!" And then yeah, all of a sudden the cartwheels start, and it's game on. All the time, <laughs> but yeah, I spent many a time in TJ's uh, having a laugh like that. But well, cartwheeling. Yeah. Well, you're trying my best, yeah. Uh, yeah. I've busted a yeah. couple cartwheels in my time, you know. Oh, for the fact, man, I can cartwheel quite well, actually. So <laughs> I know it looks like a giant circle just rolling, but no, I'm actually quite good at the cartwheel. I love, uh, I love mosh etiquette. It's such a grey area, and there's there's such a discussion to be had about about moshing. It's it's just it's it's the closest you can get to organic violence without it actually being violence and that's why we love it because it's like it's not quite straight up hand-to-hand combat but it's like tickling the edge of it and it's 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 still safe because you know everyone there's like down to take care of you at the end of the day but at the same time like let's let's throw some fucking hands yeah. <laughs> and get the rowdy bit, the bit that always annoyed me though is when you'd be at like either like a pop punk show or something a little bit alternative that's not too heavy and someone's just fucking windmilling in the middle of a mosh pit and you're like time and a place man yeah. like just not here not now yeah totally and on the other on the other side of that coin when me and my mates that always go to hardcore shows would go to like bigger metal shows like we would always get really like evil stink eye and like we'd get pushed around from like the the big chunky bearded metal heads that just want a head bang and they don't want to mosh but obviously when lamb of god come on we're gonna fucking touch pit and like because they 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 have the fucking like hardest riffs and it's it's just so moshable but then you just get all these sweaty metalheads just like shoving you just being like we don't mosh here man we just head bang it's like all right bro. <laughs> oh, it's so stupid when you think of it like just pe- like t- people's rules for certain gigs man it's just ah oh, who the thought 
Who were the well, four? Man, I, like I, I never moaned. I got, I got tagged a whole bunch, and it's, just, oh, yeah. it's part, it's part of the game. Like you can't go. Oh, you've in got there. to be alert. You've got to yeah. be alert. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, yeah, there could be a swinging fist coming from anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's the way. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely, for sure. Well, there's a loads of things in this conversation we want to touch on, Tobe, and um, especially with new music and the latest record, Don't You Feel Amazing, is going to be dropping on August the 13th through Hopeless. But I think the most important question to start that topic off is how much has Jason Perry changed your life or just thoughts about music since working with him? Nothing at all. <laughs> no, honestly, quite quite the opposite. Like a lot. Jason, Jason, have you met Jason? Yeah, he did um, two, three, three re- blackout, three of the blackouts records. He's just fucking bonkers, isn't he? Yeah, like he is yeah. literally mental. Uh, but the thing is, he was exactly what we needed at the time because we'd never worked with a producer before. Not like not really. Obviously, we had Soupy for the first album, and he did like some pre-production with us. And, uh, you know, did his feature and helped me sort of refine some of the vocals. But it wasn't like a producer producer. Um, And that's what Jason did. Uh, It was all via Zoom, which made it really, really difficult. But he he pulled absolutely no punches. Like we had basically gone for Crown Shyness part two. You know, like it was all just classic trash boat stuff, maybe with like a few little variations here and there. and when we started working with him, he was just like, yeah, this is all right. It's a bit stock. This is kind of boring. This feels like a chorus. This is garbage. I like this. I don't like this. We should put something like, you know, we should, we should put a really cheesy pre-chorus here. And, you know, we, we because we wanted to kind of be considered cool and play certain types of shows with certain types of bands and be thought of as cool by certain types of fans. So we were like writing for ourselves because like you know that's the type of music that we listen to but also we were like we want to fit into this scene and therefore we write this type of music and what jason kind of helped us do was not necessarily think bigger but just think abstract of any scene of anything and just like what objectively sounds good what what can you write and what can you perform that suits you as a person and as a performer doesn't matter if it's cringy doesn't matter if it's like you know, if, it, if, if it's completely different to what you would usually write, it's like, we're writing. If it sounds good, we're going to do it. Like, there's a, I don't know if you've heard the whole album. Have you heard the whole thing? Has anyone sent it no. to you? I'll send it, I'll send it to you after this. There's, there's like a pre-chorus on a song that um, is on the album. We're not going to release it as a single. Um, and actually, uh, the pre-chorus of Silence is Golden with the whispering as well. That's another example. There are a couple of things where he was just like, yeah, let's add this pre-chorus and like, let's get some really like sexy whispering in there. That's and the we- wrong octave. That's the wrong <laughs> octave to his voice. All right, we're going to do it. You're going to do it like this shit. But, but he, <laughs> originally when he pitched it, he was like, oh, when I listen to this song, like, oh God, have you ever heard that Shania Twain song where it's like, <laughs> so you think you're a rock star? And we were like, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, we should put something like that in there. And we were looking at each other just like, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> boys, let's go. Let's but then we, we wrote it, like the Silence is Golden one and the other one on a, on a song called Vertigo. We wrote those a couple of little pre-choruses like that, and we were like, "Oh God, I mean, like, we would never do this type of thing because it's kind of cringy, but it's also f- 
fat as hell mm. and that was his whole point is like if you write something even if it's out of your comfort zone if it sounds good do it just go with your gut and we did that with the vast majority of the songs on this record um and we even wrote about four or five of them in the studio in like a day each because we were just like let's just you know write with no filter doesn't matter you know if it sounds good do it and i'd write the lyrics in like two hours and don't you feel amazing was one of those songs and it's like the lead single for the whole album and it's the best song on the record um and it came together like just in a day because we were just on that vibe um, but yeah, that that was his whole his whole process. That's what he helped us do. It was it's so good to have like a f- sixth member of the band as well to just break up the democracy. That's like one of the worst things that you can run into, particularly when you've got like the primary songwriters. And it's like if there's two of you and one of you likes an idea and one of you doesn't, it's like, well, guess we're here. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, Jason could just step in and just be like, yeah, boys, it's shit. Or yeah, we're gonna use it. And he, like he he was he, he was mental enough. Like we did obviously have to. Um, we didn't just let him kind of run free with telling us how to write the record because there were luckily because some... yeah, yeah right. you'd end up sounding like ru- it'd just be rush you just sound like rush <laughs> literally, literally. <laughs> um, there there were a lot of times where uh, you know we'd recorded this and the thing is I do respect it I do respect it like we'd recorded this acoustic song and I put scratch vocals on it with no lyrics where I was just going like. The blood, the, 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 Let's use like, them. Me- Let's use yeah. them. Literally, did so he, he, <laughs> yeah, he, did. he listened to it, and I was like, "Yeah, that melody's tight. I like that." And um, he was like, "The whole thing's tight, mate." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, but I need to like actually write lyrics for it, and we'll keep that melody." And he was like, "No, mate, this sounds great. What are we talking <laughs> about? It sounds and ace. I was like, yeah, it sounds fucking ace, mate. It sounds fucking ace." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, but it needs actual words. What are you talking about?" And he was like, "That doesn't need words. What are you talking about? It sounds good. Use it." <laughs> I'm like, "You're fucking having me on." It's just me just going. It's like, "Yeah, mate, mate, it sounds wicked. Fucking use it." And I was like, "I'm gonna write lyrics for it, man." But I, I appreciate the energy. But he raised he raised good points. Like, you you tell me what slowly walking down the hall faster than a cannonball means. It doesn't oh, mean a fucking none, thing. None of those Oasis songs have gone. None, no Oasis songs mean a thing. Same with Nirvana. Nirvana, yeah. like, Kurt would just show up two days before the studio and just be like, whatever, fuck it, I'm just going to write the lyrics in the studio. And he would just use the rhythm and the melody to sound good. And then the words were just like, whatever, it didn't really matter. And it worked and it sounded great. So I, I got his I got his point, um, but I, I wrote lyrics for it. Uh, <laughs> I love the idea of if you did just use that take though and then later on the label of asking you to send lyrics over so they can put it in like a booklet or whatever and you're like ah just noise just put noise it's like sure thing (laughs) awesome well how did um how did the zoom sessions work how did that how did that differ from your usual writing then so he we we would um all meet on a zoom we would play uh a song like the one that we wanted to work on that day we'd all listen to it he would give his gut reaction he'd say like you know this this sounds like this this sounds like a chorus get rid of this i think this needs more of like a this rhythm and then you know we'd just discuss it for an hour take notes and then he would go and you know work with someone else or do his own thing and then we would apply all of the notes that we discussed and all of the potential ideas that we discussed um, and we would just sort of track them via Zoom and I'd have my mic and I'd record some vocals, I'd send them to Oakley. Oakley would be sort of tracking guitars and programming drums and we would just build the songs via video chat 
um and it was it it, it was not not very smooth at all <laughs> um but we got it done nice got it done. yeah i was gonna we, say because we I, I wouldn't have a fucking cl- like me and the three other people in my band now are well apart from sticks we're pretty much computer uh, computer adequate so yeah we'd be we'd be fucked trying to record anything over zoom so yeah i just wonder how how bands do it and how how do you keep how do you keep the excitement there as well? Does it ever kind of wane? Do you ever get? I mean, the, the excitement is just—it's already waned because you're not in the room and you're not—you're not doing it. We we just had to make the best of what we had. Like it was COVID, it was lockdown. We couldn't go to each other's houses anyway, so it's like we can cry about it or we can just write a record. Um, but w- it, when we were in the studio, we got most of it done in the studio. Uh, and it, it, it is insane. Like thinking back on it, we got um, a twelve-track album, a twelve-track album tracked in two weeks, and we wrote three or four songs in the studio. Wow! And if you know, for for those that don't know about like studio time, it's like you need a month, like minimum, a month to six weeks, and that's just to like track. And we got an, an extortionate amount done in two weeks. We didn't manage to finish it in the uh, in the studio. We still had to add, you know, like harmonies and layers and changed up a couple of vocals here and there. But I would just kind of record them at home and then send them to who was mixing it. Um, but yeah, it's it was it was a struggle. The whole thing was a struggle. But once we got in the studio and once we started to to create that musical fusion, I was just begging for more time there. It felt so good. Like every day we were there. Nice. And he was in ICP, right? In Belgium. Sickest studio ever. Yeah. So, so cool. That's one of Jason's favourite, I think. I've never been there, though. That's one of the very few that I've been to. Um, but yeah, it looks awesome. And uh, yeah, I know he did like McFly there, some Kids in Glass Houses stuff as well. So yeah, it's awesome. Kids in Glass Houses as well. That's a blast from the past. <laughs> if it matters at all. If it matters at all. Is that one, what a fucking banger um yeah 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 that that studio it it was really cool as well because like they were really really respectful from the from the off in the sense that you know they had this equipment room that was just you know the holy grail the power of gray skull like ultimate everything is in this room all the guitars all the drums all the cabs all the pedals in the fucking world uh, and from day one, they were just like, yeah, just, you know, go in there whenever you want, take whatever you want, because there was just like a mutual respect and they understood that we understood, you know, you break it, you buy it kind of thing. And that we're musicians and we have a job to do. There was nothing that was really off limits. Um, and they just let us have free reign of the place, which was sick. Um, and they did actually like <laughs> on the first day we were like, oh, you know, what's your, what's your coolest stuff? What's your, what's your oldest pedal or your oldest guitar or whatever? Just cause you know, why not? And he takes us into this back room and you can see he had like a little cheeky smile on his face. And, you know, there's a code on the door and there's like a, a rack with like boxes and lock boxes on it. Um, and he opens this like steel case. It looked really old and battered. And then as he opened it, it was just like this moment. <laughs> and there was just this um, big, like chunky tube mic with a massive swastika on it. And we were like, what the fuck? And it was like this was hitler's microphone and we were like no fucking way you got hitler's microphone bro like it i don't i I don't know whether it was a rep or whatever but they were like it's real and it was apparently one of the ones that he'd like had on a podium when he was giving a speech in like the 30s or 40s or something 
but just mental to, to yeah. hold Hitler's fucking microphone in your hand. <laughs> yeah, the, you could feel the like evil coursing through, the, <laughs> through the fucking mic. It's like holding oh. history, you know? Yeah, yeah. that's a... That's a, that's a strange word. But no, we've had many bands on the podcast before talking about like how uh, Jason's really just changed the game for them, especially. But it does sound like he helped like get rid of the rule book for you guys as well, not trying to conform into like what you've sounded before or a certain scene that you could go and express yourselves, try new things. And that's what I've gotten from listening to the new track so far. Mm. Well, I mean, like, uh, you know, we, we're getting a few people that are obviously upset that we're migrating away from that really scatty post-hardcore sound. But I mean, we did two solid albums of it. And honestly, when I think about the way we wrote these songs and the way that we're performing them, the only difference really is I'm not going full dick on the vocals like all the time. <laughs> like, because that was my style. I was just like, oh, yeah, this verse is going to be really high and constant and the chorus is going to be really high and constant. Like, I'm just giving a bit of dynamic range on my vocals and there's no fast beat. That's literally it. Like, it's just, there's, there's, no, there's no fast beat. And th- obviously that completely changes the format of the record. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's a lot more groovy. It's a lot more like riff driven. It's a lot like I, in my opinion, heavier, like it's slower, but it's heavier. Yeah, there's there's a lot more variation on it as well. Like the whole fucking album is a is a journey. You never know what the next song is going to sound like. And that's like my favorite part of it mm. is that there's just like so many weird and wonderful combinations of genres. It's <laughs> it's cool. Well, good. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing the full thing. But I was going to mention as well, because it does seem like you guys have all really grown up in the scene under that kind of public eye since the first record has come out. And you can kind of see your journey through album to album. Is it kind of weird when you have time like this to look back to see how far you all have come as a band and how you've all changed as individuals as well as musically and just the friends you've made along the way? yeah i mean it's it's all kind of abstract because like we just live each moment as it happens and when i look back on on all of the records that we've put out like i remember it all very vividly but i i i I can barely connect the dots you know i mean it all just kind of exists in the past it is what it is but we're very much a a live in the now band and um yeah like i i'm it's not like we're abandoning uh like anything we've ever written before this record like we're still obviously gonna incorporate everything into into our set um but yeah it is very much a it is very much a a different chapter and like a a, a sidestep you know like a segue in terms of like sonically well is there any um what sort of themes can we expect from songs for the album because i know they're all a bit different and they're all a bit yeah for sure uh like hedonism addiction redemption frustration anger um like reclamation political literacy and and fortitude uh a little bit of my old school kind of introspective sad boy pop punk style there are a couple of songs slid into there that are just kind of like very much um very much old school trash boat at least lyrically uh and yeah pr- um, pride confidence i i just i i've always been a pretty arrogant guy <laughs> and i like because i just i don't know like i don't know what to say like i i like myself i like is my it body so is it confidence though <sighs> Psh, you well, know, there's think, a fine like, line me, I was, yeah, yeah. Say, there's, there's a, a fine line fine between line. the two like I've, I've always been a confident guy and i've always wanted to kind of keep a kind of 
a, a humble persona about me but like it, it it took the writing process of this album to realize that that humility that i was projecting was part of my ego you know what i mean so it's like i want people to think that i'm humble and it's like this this humility that i'm putting on is is kind of synthetic so it's like all right well if i'm just going to take all the filters off and just be honest that is literally it that is the hot if i could describe one this album in one word it would be honesty. So I've taken any pretense away from my lyrical style, from my life, from my character in general, and just been like, well, all right. I mean, if I'm a little bit of a cocky dick, then you know, like I'll just, I'll just, I'm just going to be me. Because if something gets destroyed by the truth, then it deserves deserves to be destroyed by the truth. So I'm, I'm just being blunt force, honest across the board with everything and with my <laughs> persona in general. So psh, why not? Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair enough. But you, speaking of that honesty as well, like you've always kind of written music with a message within your lyrics. But as you've said there, these kind of topics do seem a bit like outward looking. And one track in particular I wanted to talk about, I'm sure a, a lot of people have mentioned to you, is He's So Good. Because sure. when that was released, um, I think a lot of people were kind of felt a kind of d- different feelings towards that track because obviously you've you're always being open about your sexuality um in media and everything but i think a lot of people kind of saw problems they've had with their sexuality and being able to express it in some of those lyrics did it feel like that track in particular had that kind of gateway for people to open up a lot more because it does seem online that people have really found that track as as like as resonated in it yeah I, I love that like i wrote the track because i wanted to normalize um the culture i wanted to normalize people's ability to present and love however they choose and i wanted them to feel like they had a song that was written for them but not in a placating kind of way not in a like a hey gays and gals let's you know let's all huddle around this tune and, and let's you know pride month like it's just this is a fucking kick-ass punk rock tune and it just so happens that um the topic is about you know repression and oppression of like your the people that you love and the way that you are and it's just like a reclamation kind of song but i mean in terms of media like you say i've always sort of been honest about my sexuality in the media it's like i i find it really really odd that this is a a focal point i Mm. understand that you know there's there's a lot of oppression in the world and some people don't get to to just live their truth and obviously that's the reason why we have things like pride month and you know pride in general but (laughs) it's it's so a non-issue and a non-factor for me personally and i understand that's a privilege but I've I've never like it's like what what, what do you want to know what do you want to know you want you want to talk about the guys I find attractive you want you want to talk about like penis like I don't get it when people are like oh yeah you know like what you know I'm just gonna ask some questions have you, have you ever seen that Tom Hardy question where mm. someone asks him about his sexuality and he's like what what's it matter uh, wh- yeah, why yeah, like yeah. why like what so I'm always I'm honest and I'll answer any question but I'm always suspect of the motivation behind the people that ask the question because usually it's tabloid journalism and they want like just a tagline they want it to be like you know and you can you can tell I've had so many interviews where the um questions are always like tell me about the oppression you faced right tell me about your struggles tell me about when your dad used to beat you up and lock you up in a closet for being gay and tell me about when you, do you know what i mean like and i was like yeah none of that stuff happened to me man like i'm, re- I'm really sorry mm. um, oh god thank god for that <laughs> did you know <laughs> for a second and i was like yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, good lord 
they're they're always disappointed because that's the headline that they want. They want like Trash Boat Singer was you know savagely beaten for his for his sexual preferences. Like I've always, it's just been me. Like I I don't think that I'm with with writing this song or with writing any song with that. It's like I I'm not writing this for people that are LGBT. I'm writing this for people that are because I am I am sim- I am simply me. There's there's no caveat to it. Like I. I, I, I am and people are and this song is for people that are it's not for people that are gay it's not for people that are lgbt it's for people that are because it's a division like I, it doesn't fucking matter there's no <laughs> rules to this game like yeah be be in love whoever the hell you want like why put an acronym on it like you did that acronym that acronym whilst it serves a purpose is potentially limitless lgbtq x y z it could go on forever because we as people are an incredibly rich tapestry and there are micro variations ad infinitum when it comes to our gender presentation our sexuality like i reserve my right for it to be whatever at any point so you know it's not necessarily an lgbt thing it's just like be who the fuck you want to be man like don't pretend like there's rules to yeah No, that's a, that's nice. a very that's a very good point, and I'm glad you said that. But one thing I was going to mention was that: Do you find it quite daunting sometimes talking about sexuality and stuff? Because as you said, that you know, people in journalism or interviews might use it and think, "Oh, that's an angle we can go down. We can ask him about being gay or being bi or whatever." But I'm sure that in the same time, you know, you're in a platform where some people who are struggling might look at whatever you've been talking about lately to try and hone in on that a bit more and have a, a, a voice in a way? Um, no, not daunting at all. Uh, I, I relish the opportunity to engage in the discussion because I think the discussion is the most important bit. There, there's some people that have really sus motivations when it comes to why they're asking the questions, but if it's a respectful question that I feel is going to elicit an interesting answer and an interesting conversation then hell yeah. Like I'd, I'm, I'm looking forward to each and every question. The only things that are just rubbish are the questions where it's like question answer and you can tell they want a specific type of yeah. answer. Or they want more yes. or they want grittier. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, want, they want a headline or they want something really divisive or they want me to say, you know, like fuck all the Christians for hating gays. You know, I just, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they, they yeah. want me to say something dumb like that. Um, yeah, but on a side note, on a side note, completely unrelated <laughs> to Toby, fuck the Christian <laughs> from Sean Smith. There you go, quoted. There you go. Carry on, Morgan. Oh wow, um, I had to no. get in. <laughs> I, no, I, I will. I will straight up. I will answer any question. I will have any kind of. Well, not. I, I mean, not like not. But the thing is, even if someone asked me a fucking dumb question, I would just challenge them on the stupidity of their question, and that would be a conversation in and of itself. Mm. So I, I'm not. I don't think there's anything that any one can ask me where i would become like really nervous and be like oh, i don't want to talk about that like i'll fucking talk about anything like i don't care yeah, <laughs> yeah. but I, I just don't get why sexuality in itself is a taboo subject in these days like does it matter anymore like okay cool like it's just do uh, it, it's 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 a way for people to project their own insecurities and their own inadequacies mm. and to basically like bring everyone else down to their level because they they just hate things that are different yeah, well, it's just it's just the stupid, antiquated way of thinking, and it? it's just this fucking oh, fucking back in my granddad's day, and all this bull. It's just that's what it's just seen. Everything seems to be like those these people who are left now who are like homophobic or any of that shit. They seem to be in a minority. I think. Well, I don't know. It's like from my point of view, which 
I suppose it doesn't fucking matter, but <laughs> I see it. I see them, those people, becoming a minority more and more every day. Good, and that's the best. Yeah, of course. But it's like the, the, I don't understand where the fear comes from. I, I, do they think that like every single person in the world is going to be gay and no longer procreate? <laughs> I, I, I just I don't get it. I haven't heard an actual valid reason for any sort of hatred towards. Um, the the LGBTQ plus community that doesn't just seem really weird. Mm, yeah, it, like it's just a really really odd reason. It's always about the children, isn't it? That's always the fucking common excuse whenever whenever the fucking the the purveyors of the status quo don't want something to change. They're always like because it's going to hurt their wallets yeah. or something. Think you know, of the like, children. Think, think of the fucking children. Oh, if we let you know homosexual people be teachers, then. All of the all of the children are going to be indoctrinated towards being gay. Oh, if if we let women vote, then they're going to leave their houses. And if they leave their houses, <laughs> who's going to take care of the kids? Think yeah, of good the point, children. Yeah, good point. Yeah. It's just bullshit. It's it's bullshit every single time, no matter what it is, whether it's you know racial, sexual. It, it it's just it's always a, a fucking bullshit reason that I've never ever thought has had any legs. Fair, yeah. Just open, open-minded in in twenty twenty one, please, people. Um, but speaking of some awesome things on this record as well, obviously you have a guest appearance from one Mickey Way of Wargasm. Um, Mil- Milky, Milky Way, Milky. Mil- you said Mickey Mil- Milky Way. Mickey. Oh, <laughs> sorry. She's it's gonna Mil- fucking hate that. She's gonna hate that. <laughs> right, she, probably, she, she probably hates me already, to be fair. I, I don't. There we are. The missing cousin of my chemical romance, Mickey. <laughs> Mickey and Gerard uh, uh, rocking together. Oh, that's so good. Please call her that when you see her next. I'll drop her a text now. Right right now. Text Vo- voice memo <laughs> yeah. right now, please. And if she replies, put it next to the mic. There we yeah. are. Morgan from Sapling Podcast just called you Mickey Way. How do you feel about that? <laughs> I'm doing uh, I'm doing the Sapling Podcast and Morgan just, uh, <laughs> just called you Mickey Way. And said, I hear you got a great feature coming on from old Mickey Way. So <laughs> saved in my phone as Mickey from now on, just, just so you know. Oh, there we go. Brilliant. Nice. That's Brilliant. That's, that's, that's Wargasm oh. never coming on then. Sorry, Sean, I've ruined that, I've ruined that for us. Um, yeah, I was looking forward to that one as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, fucking Mickey. I can't believe Mickey will turn us down. <laughs> she, can come on and, she can come on and call me Jordan. It's fine. I don't mind. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, I mean, Milky is just an absolute superstar, isn't she? Like, yeah. she's she's got that that it factor. She knows how to perform. She's confident. She's sexy, and she honestly elevated that tune that she's featuring on that we're putting out uh, like in a couple of days. To uh, it was a good tune, and we were like, this is this you know this is fire like bad entertainment. It's kind of like if the Happy Mondays were angry instead of like really stoned all the time it's, it's got like a, a really kind of brit pop energy about it but it's also like quite tough um and it it needed a feature like you know we we we'd love to have like liam gallagher on it you know what i mean <laughs> just like get liam gallagher shouting or something um and we reached out to milky and she sent us like just you know a, a one take of it and we were like this is fire and then when she actually tracked it and we mixed it, it's like it, it elevated it to top three in the album for me, or maybe even top two. Nice. Um, did you reach out to Liam at all? 
to Lynn. <laughs> yeah, obviously. We <laughs> dropped him a fucking DM on Instagram, but. Oh, you say that? Really when I was it. in the studio with Jason and we were recording um, an album called Hope, Jason was like, Oi, give Tom Jones a shot. I was, yeah, he had me tweeting, not? he had me tweeting at Tom Jones saying, Oh, just come over to the studio and hang out with the boys. Well, John like, Cena fuck? followed us recently. On no, shut up! What? Fuck what? off! Right, and I I immediately sent him a DM, just being like, "Bro, if you want to use our music for your walkouts, <laughs> do your thing, my guy." Wow! You can DM John Cena. Fuck it, I I wouldn't know even know what to begin to say to him. Wait, I can respond. see you. Yeah, <laughs> I can see you. Uh, probably, yeah, yeah. He didn't respond, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's insane John, where did, how did how did that come about like surely someone would have had to have tweeted at him or he literally just just followed us we just well, got a notification from Twitter one day and you, well, it said well, John Cena followed you well obviously he listens to Trash Boat in the gym every day before he's getting fast and furious with people come on Sean what else do you, how else do you think he knows about Trash Boat well I was going to say perhaps he's seen photos of Toby from Download and he was like oh I'm going to Gonna need some fucking hench tips now, and I <laughs> need that energy. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd train with uh, I'd train with John Cena. Oh, there we go, here we go. Let's manifest that John Cena trash belt workout sessions coming soon. <laughs> I want to be in- if that happens now. I want to be invited to that. I have to be there for that now. <laughs> fucking uh, is there is there any other features on the uh, record you can tell us about? There is one more uh, on. Yeah, it's and it's is no one's gonna fucking see this feature coming. There, Ooh. there is there is no right, yeah. world in right, which anyone. Avril Lavigne. Lavigne. No, because <laughs> the thing is, when I say that, you're thinking, oh, it's gonna be someone unexpected, but like from the scene, it's it's a completely different genre. Like All right. it's um, insane. Um. Eminem. Oh. That's closer. Eminem is much closer. Snoop Dogg. Right then. <laughs> I mean, I wish we had that much clout. Like, scale, scale it back a wee bit. Oh, yeah. How much time we got? Right. Um, Eminem. Right. Closer, closer right. to Eminem. Closer to Eminem. Not... MGK. Uh, it's still... not MGK. It's not MGK. Uh. That, that's, that is the vein, though. That is, that is, the, that is the vein. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'll tell you what. Did I say Avril Lavigne earlier? Am I, you did say Avril Lavigne. That's I'm, not far from gonna... Machine Gun <laughs> Hold up, hold up. I'll, I'm going to just send you the album right now. Oh. Uh, and you can listen to it. And you can see if you can. Where have I put that? Oh, 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 I'm excited now. Um, rapper. So, what? Uh, American rapper? Oh, wait. American? Uh, American, yep. Yeah. Um, so I just sent you a, a Dropbox link on Insta. Ooh. The album. Ooh, I'm excited Ooh. now. And uh, the song is called Alpha Omega. I don't think it even says the feature in the title, you know. Oh, I don't know if it does. Don't make me fucking listen to it now. <laughs> just, just no, but just skip, skip to. I think. It, hang on, I'll, I'll get the, I'll get, I'll get the exact timestamp up for you. I so don't know you if don't I can because we're talking. It's all right. Little, 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 little leap. Little leak here and there, not not the not not the worst thing. Oh, in the meantime, got a text back from Milky. Oh no! Oh yes. Should we just blind react the? Put, put it next <laughs> to the mic. Put it next the to the voice mic. Notes. Yeah, yeah. All right, I got two voice notes. Here we go. Fuck sake, Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> and the second one. 
This is kind of like this interview that Waterparks did not that long ago. Someone sent it to me where they're doing a collab with Mikey Way from My Chem. And someone was like, oh, yeah, you're doing collaboration with Milky Way. And I was like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so there actually is a guy called Mikey Way. Yeah, the oh, yeah, Mikey from, from I Chem. What yeah. do you mean? There's a guy called... <laughs> I, you know what? I know Gerard. That's it. I didn't know his brother was called Mikey. I can't believe you don't know much about chem- My Chemical Romance. I thought I that would have to be a bog standard. Romance. We're going to have to start issuing some sort of tests, I think, to future rock stars from now on. <laughs> they've got to they've got to fucking read up on their ways. Oh, I, didn't know, I didn't know he was called Literally. Mikey Way. Literally. Yeah. Well, I, I need to take the test as well, apparently. But let's let's get back to this feature. Oh, let's I can't get it up on my phone. I can't get it into one plate because I got headphones in. <laughs> Mine's it was going. a lot of off, but I cannot wait to hear it. Eh? It's it's a it's it's basically a hip hop freestyle before <laughs> a breakdown, and it is it's it, it's insane. Like he he did it as a freestyle in one take, and just just sent it, and we were like sick, <laughs> and we just whacked it in, um, and then I recorded some extra vocals to like duet him basically. Um, and yeah, I, it's I, no one's going to see that shit coming. No one's going to see that shit coming. Um, and it, it it's fire. It's it's the next single after um, Bad Entertainment in a couple days, so oh, it'll be nice. like a month from now or something, or maybe a bit a bit less. <coughs> oh, exciting! Exciting! <laughs> wow. Okay. So <laughs> with, with all that as well, Toby, there's a couple of other things I just want to get your mind um your thoughts about obviously talking about working with other artists and just music and writing in general um i do believe that you actually do work with a lot of people on vocal techniques and kind of writing vocal styles and things like this with people and it's a service you offer online tell us a little bit about that and your experiences with being on the other side of it and helping other bands try and gain more knowledge on, on how to perform vocally yeah so so like i do two different things like i teach people to the best of my ability not like when i say i teach people how to how to scream and how to like do alternative vocals i teach people how to do what i do so over the course of you know the last eight years of me trying to develop a certain type of voice like i'd always listen to title fight polar bear club balance and composure all these guys that just had these incredible overtones and just such a crazy performance. And I was like, I want to fucking sing like that. Um, And over the course of years, I managed to get the sound that I wanted, but the trial and error phases and the time it took and all the mistakes that I made obviously meant that it was almost a 10 year process. And what I'm trying to do with the vocal lessons that I do is just give people a bit of a a bit of a head start and a bit of a cheat sheet. It's like you know this this is how you can add overtone to your voice. This is how you can kind of like get those reference points so you can understand the sensation that's going on in your throat, the projection that you need from your diaphragm, the way the shape of your mouth and the vowels that you're singing affects how you can project and how you can push these types of things. And yeah, it's it's fun. I mean it's really hard to do over zoom and sometimes progress can be a little bit slow. Um, but cause you know, when you particularly when you're talking about diaphragm and stuff, you want to be there so you can like put hands on people and be like, this is where it is. And you just want to get a feel for it in person. But uh, I obviously I can't have like 
all the people that message me do it um because i just i don't have the time i've got like a full-time job i've got trash boat and i've got to be like making content and doing stuff but for the people that i do have it's it's sick and seeing their progression and seeing you know the smiles on their faces when they accidentally do um when they accidentally like make a noise that they didn't know they could make and then they're like oh fuck how the fuck did i do that it's like i love it i love kind of bringing people out of their shell and getting them to to just be themselves but even more and just find their own vocal style um and it's awesome and then beyond that uh i also basically just do production work with bands who need i mean i i I can i can play guitar i can write guitar parts but i can't like track guitar parts so like when i offer my production services uh, i'm very upfront about what i can and can't offer so like i can record a voice note with a riff that i can play if i think a riff is gonna you know sound better in a certain way but my strength is in vocals and melodies like lyrics and melodies um so if people are either struggling writing them or if they've written them and they don't like them i like i just love doing it i love listening to instrumentals particularly all the like the different instrumentals that people send me and just going off my gut instinct like i'll just i'll listen and the first time that i listen i'll just mumble it like i put something on my instagram today with just a a band that you know they were really shaky about their vocals because they're german and they translated everything over from german and all the phrasing was just a bit off um and it just didn't quite sound right the instrumentals were a fire and i basically just will put on the instrumental and i'll just go like but just to get the 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 rhythms of it right and then obviously they've written down a bunch of lyrics and i'll just take their lyrics and make it fit and yeah i I, it's 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 just fun i just get to keep writing music which is what i like to do and i get to help people kind of achieve you know just a different perspective and a a different vocal style um, for the songs as you were saying now then um when you said about like somebody makes a noise for the first time they didn't know they could make do you remember the do you remember your first good scream absolutely Cause, yeah because i remember my yeah my first one my band was covering system of a down what's the song about the mushrooms sugar sugar yeah and i just remember i did it once i was like what the fuck it sounded like the devil came out of my mouth <laughs> what the fuck but yeah. yeah do you remember where you were or do you remember what you were doing or in the car singing along to I believe it was either Counterparts or Bring Me the Horizon. Um, I think it was Counterparts. Uh, and yeah, I like, I was all, you can hear it. Well, on Nothing I Write You, on our first full length, you can hear that the spirit is there and I'm shouting and I'm putting 110% into it, but that overtone and that that grit just isn't quite right. It's a bit more of like a, like a Kermit the Frog kind of thing instead of <laughs> like that, yeah! like that proper just gritty sound um but there, i mean there were still a couple of moments on nothing i wrote where i managed to do it but by the time where we got to crown shyness and we'd been touring like relentlessly for like 18 months my voice had just changed and it was it, you know i had those moments like in the car where i would have little flashes of of what i was able to do but it really changed when i when we went on that eight week u.s tour with newfound glory um, because I'd got a, I'd gotten a reference for how I knew my throat should feel when I'm doing the singing, and I had eight weeks and like 50, 60 shows to practice. And about halfway through that tour, I really started to get it, and I was like, I'm getting the hang of this, and I can do it more consistently, and I can I can turn it off and on a lot easier. Um, and then by the time we hit the studio for Crown Shyness, I I 
had a pretty good handle on it and then when we were in the studio for this one it was just it's easier now when i when i touch stage i can just i can just hit it and it feels fucking great nice what would you say is the biggest error people tend to make when they're first trying to scream or sing or anything like that trying to learn vocals it's not necessarily an error i think the biggest problem that people have is uh, like a lack of projection so the amount of people that I've hopped on with and I've been like, all right, well, show me what you can do. Like, give me, give me a big shout. And they'll go like, ah, ah. and it's like, let's get pissed off. Like, I, I don't care if it sounds good. I don't care if it's on pitch. Like, I need you to just hit me with the loudest possible sound that you can make because I need to know that you can achieve that state of energy. And then once we've got that chaotic overcompensation, like ultra loud, because if you shout loud enough, your voice naturally goes into an overtone. It's not going to sound good, but you naturally hit an overtone at a certain volume. And it's like, I need you to just hit that overtone and hit that chaos in your voice and not be scared of it and understand it and exist within that and you know like sing it at a certain pitch and then change the pitch bring it down a little bit just do these really aggressive shouts but like all of a sudden bring it down a semitone and the more people do it and the more they understand that you know like that doing that to their throat isn't going to kill them or give them like throat cancer or whatever um then it's like you start to pull it back you start to add more pitch to it you start to add more control to it you bring the volume down a little bit and yeah you like once you start refining it you start and you get that diaphragm control and you realize you don't have to dump your whole breath into one big note like you can it becomes like um like a bagpipe almost like you've got this big chunk of air in your diaphragm and you know it by this point you know exactly how heavily to constrict your throat in order to get the right overtone that you need so you can just put out exactly what you need with the exact constriction that you need and it's like you've still got half a tank left for the rest of the verse um, and yeah, that's that's the kind of things that I teach, just best practice and moderation and excess and all of the oxymorons that you wouldn't expect. But I mean, I can't, um, one thing I say is like, I, I, I don't have a, a golden ticket. I don't have any like golden rules. All I can say is how I got from where I am to where, uh, where I was to where I am now. I can share all of that information with you and show you how I warm up and how I sing. And hopefully it, it, it it's what they want nice where can um, people get in contact with you if anyone listening to this is thinking oh i wouldn't mind a lesson or two people can either slide into my dms on instagram um just at toby duncan or you can go and check out futurismschools.co.uk um because like I, i'm contactable through there as well or uh, toby at futurismschools.co.uk but yeah in, uh, just dropping into my uh, my message requests on on instagram would probably be the best way Nice. We love uh, love a good plug on here. Um, and just a couple of more quick things, man, before we let you go. Um, one thing we do bring up quite often uh, with guests is trying to get a moment from them where they've kind of been blown away or met a kind of musical hero or something that's made them think, how the hell have I be- got into this situation? I'm sure early on, Soupy was one like that for you especially with how much he worked with you on on the first record but is there like anyone else as well or any other experiences you look back on and just can't believe it you know what soupy was the most formative one because as a teenager the wonder years were not only one of my favorite bands but amongst my friendship group there was sort of you know five or six bands where anytime we hung out one of these five bands would would go on and 
the Wonder Years was one of them. Like we just bumped all of their music constantly, knew every lyric, knew every song, loved every second of it. But when I met him, he's such just a lovely, normal guy. It was very much a, a kill your heroes moment, not in a bad way, but he was he was very much humanized because I was like, it's going to be, oh my God, it's going to be so awkward. He's like my favorite <laughs> vocalist ever. And blah, blah, blah. But then you meet him and it's just like, he's just a dude in a band doing his yeah. thing. Um, and then from that point on, every subsequent person that I've met, no matter how big or famous or whatever, it's just like, you're just a guy like me. You're just more successful. You know, like I met Randy Blythe um, at Download one year. Like he's probably my favorite vocalist ever. Uh, and yeah, he was he was just real cool. And yeah, he's had an insane life. Like at some, uh, the, have you seen all of the Lamb of God documentaries recently with like his problems in Czech Republic and that kid that died at one of their mm, shows? Yeah, and, yeah, seeing bits about that. Yeah, yeah, just such a story there. Like it's literally insane. But yeah, any 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 one that I'd met sort of subsequent to that experience that I had with Soupy was. It was still cool, but I never again had one of those like whoa moments where okay. I was just where I was just floored. Mm. Who would you who do you think you'd have to meet for that to happen then? Because I didn't I didn't I didn't think it would ever happen to me. Like I was just I was like, there's no fucking way there's anyone who's gonna stump me. And then I bre- I met Brian May and I forgot how to say my name to a man. <laughs> <sighs> I you know what I I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like, I mean, you know, it's not because it, it's not just meeting the person. Mm. It's yeah. like the things that would stump me would be what I because like just meeting anyone like it, it, it's just the same. Like if I were to meet like Taylor Swift or Billie Eilish or James Hetfield, like it's just meeting a person. It's it's going to be the exact same for each individual person. But I mean, someone, I'd, you know, I'd love to work with. I, I would have an oh, my God moment in terms of like fuck this is blowing me away if i could like work with matt bellamy and like write some music with matt bellamy because i think the guys just and you know what like i'd love to be in the studio with ed sheeran like as 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 basic bitch as that is the guy just (laughs) he understands choruses like he knows hooks like that that album that he put out with all the different hip-hop artists and whatnot and he, he like i can't remember if he streamed it or what but he was like a song a day and like a feature a day and a hook a day and they're all fucking bangers like the guy just knows his way around tunes um yeah and there, there's a there's a few people like that who, and if freddie mercury was still alive i'd just i'd love to see freddie mercury in the studio and yeah. have him give me some tips on how to how to do because the guy just has the best voice in in living memory that i can think yep. of absolutely unreal and obviously now we're going to be very busy for the next few months just kind of promoting this record. There's a UK tour scheduled for October, but is there anything else we can look forward to, keep our eyes on? Any other little secrets maybe around the corner? Well, like you said, um, the tour is in October. Tickets are available. Don't you feel amazing.com. The album comes out on August the 13th. We have Bad Entertainment coming out in a couple of days. We have another single coming out sort of pre-release, which has the uh, the crazy feature on it. Um, other than that, we are just going to be absolutely grinding away at promo. We're going to be doing a couple of European festivals and we're going to just be looking to book as many shows as possible as and when um and yeah in the meantime i'm just going to be working my day to day and doing all my um production work and and vocal work with people uh and yeah that's 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 my whole life right now i'm gonna buy this house as well this place that i'm renting i'm buying this place 
nice if i congratulations can, yeah if i can work out a deal with uh with the guy that i'm currently renting from because i've been here for like a weekend and i've kind of fallen in love with it and i can afford it so i'm gonna i'm gonna put in an offer and i'm gonna maybe buy this place if we say i have my own Fuck place for the first time hey. in my life. Look out. growing up who are the growing throw? up <laughs> crazy uh, well awesome we well yeah. yeah thank you so much for your time this has been fucking lovely yes Dude, it's been awesome i appreciate you guys it's been a pleasure to watch you guys grow and um as people as well and um not just the music over the last couple of years and yeah you've always been lovely to us so thank you very much and, oh, i appreciate um, yeah. that man I had a lot of fun i like like honestly i love i love podcasts i love conversations i don't like press <laughs> i don't like interviews i just like chatting with people and i like well, that's kind like, of yeah the, the yeah. basis the basis of this was just less i know i'm lucky enough that some of my fucking friends have done some mad shit let's get them on to talk about stuff that's how it started and now it's like here we are, here's you fucking talking about being in fucking Belgium with that crazy <laughs> northerner, Jason Penn. So, yeah, there we are, fucking well, brilliant. There we are. But, yeah, love but Jason. No, but yeah, thank you, man. I'm looking forward to the record and hopefully we'll get to see you soon. Dude, for real. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate you giving me the time. You listen to Sammy Yes! Yes! Yes, 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 yes. Wonderful stuff. Thank you so much to Toby for taking the time for an awesome conversation with us. So nice to have him open up about everything. Some great laughs, and I'm so excited for this new record, Don't You Feel Amazing, dropping August 13th, Viva Hopeless Records. Before we go any further, though, um, I would like to make a massive apology to oh. um, Milky Way from Wargasm. Oh. Milky Way. Um, yep, during that, Mickey, man. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think of her now as Jared Way's old uncle who's got like a trucker cap and a white beater top and a and a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. Just I like that. I'm Mickey Way. <laughs> I don't know why he's from fucking deep South no. Wales, but he is Mickey Way. That's fucking. But I, no, but seriously, I'd like to apologise to Milky. Uh, I don't know what happened. Complete brain fart while Look, speaking. Look, it happens every week, right? Every week, <laughs> me or you, me or you, will fuck up a word yeah. to a deadline. Yeah, right? yeah, it's yeah. almost become an in joke with people, <laughs> yeah. right? We we accidentally rush and we fuck things up. I'm sorry that we aren't fucking Joe Rogan. Both, I'm sorry that both of us are not five foot four, <laughs> Joe Rogan, yeah. right? But we get excited and sometimes we say things wrong. Perhaps that's part of the appeal. I don't know. But, but, part of our charm. It's part but, of our yeah. charm. Have a listen to happening and count how many words we got wrong this week. I fucking dare you. Go through our episodes and tell it. Oh, my that's God. That's a new drinking that. game. Imagine people get fucking pissed off of that. But no. People would be dead, but. Milky, if you're listening, love you very, very much. We would love you Milky. and Sam from Wargasm to come on and do an episode at some point. Don't hate me. You can come and call me Megan or Jordan or whatever. It'll be a laugh. <laughs> Let's, let's make it happen. Ah, <laughs> oh, brilliant. Mickey, man. Fucking brilliant. Mickey! Yeah, sorry to uh, Milky Way for that, um, for my friend. I'm not sorry. I think it was funny <laughs> and it's added to the podcast. So, yeah, and um, technically she was on it now because those voice notes were on the podcast, so... That's true. So she's been on, so she just need to come on now. So yes, we win this one. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. I would love, very much love to have Sam and uh milky way on in the future um but yes as we said toby was a fucking absolute delight he is a true great front man 
and I cannot wait to hear and see more from them. I think they're going to do big things. Yes. Fingers crossed for them. Yes, for sure. They've got a UK tour announced, so go ahead over to their website and social media for all those dates, and fingers crossed we can all get to a sweaty, moshy gig sometime soon safely uh, as well. And hit him up if you are in a band or you're a vocalist and you want to kind of train or learn new things. Fucking mad the amount of people he's uh, being able to work with lately. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've seen him writing songs to other people, and it's awesome. Hey, people who need songs writing, get in touch with me. Ooh. Do do me a solid. Get in touch with sapninpodcast at gmail.com and say, uh, in the uh, subject, put, Sean, need help with a song I do, fella? <laughs> right, I make it sound that Welsh as well, and then I'll, um, I'll get involved. That's if you ever liked any of the blanket stuff. Um, if you hated the black or stuff, I'd say uh, probably don't get involved with me. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bloody hell. Yeah, what bloody else? Like? What, I, yeah, don't, but, yeah. I don't know. But Ooh. no, it's nice to see another band going to the school of Jason Perry as well and just absolutely finding their roots. What a man. What a man who's helped so many amazing acts in our scene. Yeah. Uh, Trashport, you are welcome for Jason Perry. I love him. He's fucking brilliant. And uh, yeah, I spoke to him two days ago, actually. And um, I love him very, very much. He's always been a positive light in my life and will always be a positive light in my life. And I cannot... One of my favourite things is seeing the Perry brothers in the flesh. Yeah. Because it's fucking just chaos and I love them. So, yes. Hopefully we're going to do Adam Perry soon. Yes. Uh, The drummer from A... And also Blood Down Gang as well. So, mm. and I know he's got some fucking <laughs> mental Blood Down Gang stories. So I cannot wait for that. I, in fact, I'm gonna fucking mesh him after this, so we could do it next week. There we Not are. Not for next week's episode, but in we'll the just future do it next week. Yes, 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 nice, nice. But yeah, if you've ne- if you have somehow haven't come across A and Jason Perry's absolutely wonderful chaos, we've done loads of episodes with him featuring on most recently Adam and Jason were on our download pilot special so go back and listen to that and also he uh, produced a, a lot of the Blackouts albums and we did a Hope 10th year anniversary episode if you missed that one recently as well but to stay up to date with everything going on in the world of Sapnin Podcast your best place to go would be following us on the Twitter and Instagram machines at Sapnin Pod at S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D that's at S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D just send us some messages we'd love to hear your feedback thoughts and feelings towards everything and I do want to just take a minute to say thank you so much to anybody who helped vote for us at the Heavy Music Awards yeah. uh, over the last couple of weeks voting is now closed and we'll find out who wins at the ceremony live in September so I'm looking forward to that but it's just been great to have so many positive messages and um, love and just your support because we wouldn't be able to get nominated or even make these podcasts if it wasn't for everyone being super fantastic yeah you're nominated in some of the same awards as like machine gun kelly and i (laughs) I read earlier yeah yeah so how's that that feel i don't know someone messaged me earlier and was like dude you do realize like you're nominated for an award in the same ceremony as machine gun kelly Corey taylor deftones i was like Oh, aye. That's fucking mad. That's absolutely it's crazy. Almost, it's almost been worth doing this for 138 <laughs> weeks in a row, isn't it? <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's awesome, isn't it? It's fucking brilliant. Uh, I can't believe we got fucking nominated. Um, I'm putting award nominated mm. uh, everywhere now when somebody mentions the podcast, because we can. Yeah, exactly. 
you know what? Part of me wishes it was for like the worst podcast <laughs> awards because I would still put <laughs> award nominated because yeah. we are well, whatever it is. But yeah, if you've got a terrible award ceremony and you think this podcast is shit. Please get in touch with us because we'd love to come and win your worst podcast award. And I will give a cracking speech, I promise. So, um, yeah, thanks to everybody who voted for us. Thank you very much to our wonderful fucking listeners, to our community, um, to the um, yeah, to the Patreon guys. You literally keep us going. If you um, if you'd like to support and help us out, check out patreon.com forward slash something. I won't go on too much about it because people are fucking sick of it, obviously. But yeah, every penny goes back into keeping us alive slash this podcast alive slash this going. So please, yes. please, please check out patreon.com for us happening. Uh, Morgan, was there any more? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Oh, just to quickly mention again, uh, over on our Patreon, we do have bonus exclusive Patreon-only podcast with I just Toby. said we wouldn't bloody go on about it. Backstage from Download, Alex from Malevolence, backstage from Download, and loads of other bloopers and stuff as well. But we do need to say thank you to a host of our amazing Patreon community. So if you head over to the description of this episode, there's loads of names over there we need to thank. But Sean is now going to give a shout out to the top tiers, or we like to call the elite members of our Sapnin podcast Patreon. Thank you very much, as I just said, to everybody who's already a member, but these people get a special thank you because you are superstars. Thank you very much, Kylie Wheeler, Mayumi Liwowe, Mikey McDonald's McMuffin Buns, Janelle Caston, Mitch Perry, Emma Barber, Kelly Young, Dilly, I wish I could speak Will Grimwood, Nathan Croshaw, Drew Styles, Paul Irshfield, Liam Connolly, Kelly Ewan, Kat Beston, Sammy G, Amadine Urbano, Shani Meyer Boxer Anderson, Tony Michael, Captain Hannibal, Amy Campion, Murray Grimwood, Jenny Robinson, Johnny Phillip, Mike Oxmall. It is. Tom Owen, Caitlin Richards, Caroline Robson, Kate Stevenson, Danny Eaton, Jenny Sexy Boy Monster, Lucy Diaz, Emily Senegals, John and Emma, Martina McManus, Becky Handy, Louis Cook, Jason Aredia, Marcy Jacobson, Sharif Awadali, Carl Pendlebury, 
Kelly Cannon, Livy Cropper, Kevin Clark, James McNaught, Stuart McNaught, Lydia Henderson, Craig Devons, just a conspiracy theory, it's not real, Harris. Oh, it's a new one. <laughs> Devons a conspiracy... I've been a Devon. <laughs> Wait a minute. Or have you? Is me getting excited. Or have oh. you, though? No, no, I have. <laughs> oh. Okay, that's fine. Thank you very much. Chris Howard, <laughs> Ollie Amesbury, Josh, I started reading a horror story in Braille. Something bad is going to happen. I can feel it, Chris. Oh. <laughs> Thank you very much. Alice Wood, Adam King of the Goss Parslow, Mark Jones, Amy Chilvers, Reese Bowring, Jacob Turner, Katrina Robson, Connor Lewins, and last by no means least, Craig Gervin. Welcome. Thank you very much to those people for being part of the Patreon. We love you. You literally keep us going. We appreciate you so so much yes we do we love every single person who helps us make this podcast a thing everyone for listening all our patreon you are wonderful wonderful people um it's been another great episode we'll be back next and every friday with a very special guest is there anything you would like to leave the listeners with sean before we go should we have a new section where we say fuck off to the people who've left our pit? <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. Uh, no, um, no, I'm just fucking... In this moment, I'm happy to be alive. Mm-hmm. Fuck, you know? I won't go that far, but um, yeah, I'm appreciative of everybody who's ever been part of our Patreon, so thank you very much. Um, other than that, check out fucking Don't You Feel Amazing, check out Trashboat's back catalogue, and find out what Toby does for his um, upper body regime. Oh, fucking hell. He's got an upside down white triangle. I love it. Good on him. <laughs> nice. There we go. Satin. Satin. <laughs> I'm losing my mind, I think. You're listening to Sapling Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't I don't know what else you do with podcasts. Um, thank you very much. <laughs>